Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. We are back, and I will be doing a solo episode today because Kenya had a prior commitment, and she will be back with us next week. So, uh, But regardless, we will have another awesome interview today with a film score composer. I'm very much looking forward to that one. Uh, but before we get into that, here is our music tip. And the music tip for today is basically to collaborate. Find a partner on your musical journey. It helps to share this load of all these these obligations and all these things that are going on with your, your music career. And to also have a fresh set of eyes and a different perspective on things. And that is invaluable to your growth and, and to also being able to take advantage of, of opportunities that come along. And there is an African proverb, proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. So I think that's pretty very apropos to uh, what this music tip is talking about. And even if you just look at Kenya and myself, we've basically collaborated to put together this podcast for you. And uh, we <laughs> we really need each other's help and support. And so we've been um, doing this for a few years now. And uh, it's been great to have um, someone to collaborate with to do this work with. So that is our music tip for today. And we'll be back with our special guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. We are back and I want to welcome to our podcast our guest for the, for today, uh, musician, composer, Dalal Brookman. How you doing, Dalal? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here. How is it out in L.A.? Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, beautiful. Awesome. It's always beautiful in L.A., right? Yes, we would need some <laughs> rain, but 
but we'll take the sunshine too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on the podcast and thanks for joining us um, today. And um, I know you through my little brothers, Nate and Noble Jolly, and they speak very, very highly of you. Oh, and, he's uh, like my, and- my, my bestest brother in life. He's like <laughs> one of my favorite, my favorite person. He's like my person. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you yeah, for having yeah. me. Those, those are my, my, my buddies, my boys. Basically, my brothers. You know, we've been, been through a lot together. So, uh, But I, I, I want to thank you for helping them out as they got there in L.A. They, they really talk about how you helped them when they, they first got out there. So thank you for doing that. But we'll, we'll talk in, about that in a minute. But um, to let, let our audience know about you, um, your background and uh you know, sort of how, how you got into uh, film scoring, but also, you know, before film scoring, you had a whole other career. And I, I, I don't know if you're still doing some of those those musical endeavors, but um, let let the uh, audience know some of the background of what you've been doing and, and how you got to where you are. Um, well, I, uh, I, I'm originally from Austria, so even further east than mm. D.C. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 totally. <laughs> And um, I, I kind of started in music quite young, uh, and I played violin and piano. And then I sort of started playing in orchestras, and then uh, uh, I leaped a little bit into conservatory, um, and then just started started doing it. Just started playing and scoring, and um, I think it was it wasn't really I didn't plan necessarily to do it I started off in mm-hmm. um more of a pop EDM world which I I'm really still in as well and I still right, love right. it very much um but I I I've always I've always loved film scoring and I love films and I love um visuals I write most of my work in color um mm. so so movies were like a, a great um a great platform for me to like explore different things. And I love different styles of music. So that gave me an opportunity to explore that a little bit. And then I, like I said, I didn't really plan (laughs) to go into film scoring. It just sort of (laughs) happened where um, I was working on a film to do a credit song. And then what happened was that they were looking to fill in other parts of the film. And I was like, why don't you try this or try this? And then I ended up, sort of scoring the film. Wow. <laughs> and then great. I realized how much I enjoyed that process and then just kind of continued on that path. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, that's uh that's and and as as a lot of our listeners know, when you know when people talk about what they're doing, things just sort of happen. It almost seems like it took a natural course. But uh yeah, I, I wanna sort of dive in um to some of the things that you did at an early age that help you helped you at this to be at this point to actually um score for film of course you you did a lot of things earlier that prepared you for that opportunity and what are some of those things that that you did earlier well i did i did go to con- conservatory and i did start in classical music which was which was um it which is a great thing for for um uh film scoring because you work with a lot of musicians so it's always good to, mm-hmm. to sort of know that landscape. And um, I, I always feel like everything 
you do in life is valuable. You know, like it doesn't matter what you've done before, you can always use it because everything is connected in so many ways. Um, I studied, uh, I was very much into animation. So I studied 3D animation Mm. um, at a um, university in Austria. And um, which is great because now I'm working on an animated film. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So now that that helps too. Um, But it's, um, yeah, I mean, music was always, always such a huge junk of my identity. You know, it's like, I don't remember what was before that because since I was four, I played something. And um, before that it was singing or choir or drama and dance. And so Mm. it was always, um, yeah, I was always so surrounded by it. It's hard to like think like what has come before because it's always been music in a way. Right, right. But um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, well, you, uh, you're basically a multi-instrumentalist. You said piano and, and violin. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, and uh, we've talked about this, actually, uh, learning a different instrument or just being aware of the intricacies of, of different instruments helps you as a musician. Absolutely. Even if you play in a band and you know how a band functions and also you know, if you know how a team functions, like any kind of work that you've done before is, um, is sort of, it helps you um, in in whatever you choose to do later. Right, right. Yeah, and like you said, you were studying animation, so now you got the kind of animation yeah, it's game. Funny. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's great. Well, um, so you so you talked about how you landed your first composition gig, um, and how how was that process? What's what walk walk us through the process of of you composing for a film. Well, I, um, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, I live under a rock basically because I still compose mostly <laughs> with pen and paper. So it's like right. I sit oh, by wow. the piano and I just write down notes. And then, um, and then I like, I'm actually, I know I should, should really get into like these bigger programs, but I just love, love that process. And I want to keep it as simple yeah, as possible. Um, because then I, I work with a great orchestrator and I work with, um, a person who then, you know, um, helps me get everything, uh, all the scores uh, printed and done for either later um, publication or to get it to the musicians. Um, mm-hmm. But I, my process is, I, I guess, just simple. Like, I, I um, if you start at the beginning, like, you start talking to the director, you start trying to understand our vision. Um, right. Hopefully you, you'll you'll have a director-artist relationship that lets you um, understand the vision of the director and, and elevate that. And then also have the freedom um, to bring in your ideas and your thoughts and your, um, your, your stamp a little bit too. Like be able to put okay. your little stamp on it. And um, yeah. And then I usually start spotting a script with the director most like it's I think it's always great when directors um have a strong idea of what they want in a music or what they don't want in a music like either 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 works if if even the things that they don't want is great to know oh yeah totally Um, (laughs) you know what not to do (laughs) and then I um I basically I start I I like to start my journey sort of early on in the project 
Um, so I can uh-huh. be maybe part of the rough cut. I can be, you know, I can sort of see how the project develops. But that's not always the case. You know, sometimes you get looped okay. in just in post-production when things are um, um, starting to, to get finished. And you get your final cut, which is also great. And, uh, and then you start, you start from there. So I think the process is always different depending on the project, very project-based. Yeah, I had heard that um, uh, that John Williams says that uh, uh, eight minutes of music, composing eight minutes of music a day, is um, is ideal. Yeah, I think that you, um, I think that just whether you're a songwriter or you're a, a composer or however you work with creating and and writing music, it's it's like you don't only write music when the film comes, you write music constantly. It's like you always right. write something, um, which is, which is great. Cause you, you always want to practice and try to get better and try to understand things better. And also try to, I think it's, um, it's almost an exercise trying to tap into imagination and tap into creativity. Um, mm-hmm. the kind of, yeah, keep, keep at it all the time. And it's, uh, sometimes yeah. that's great because that makes its own album, you know? You don't have to wait mm-hmm. for a film to come and tell a story, you know? So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, well, it also gives you practice at telling stories. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a lot of it is all exercise, like even creativity. Like, I, I don't like when people say like, oh, I'm not creative today. I'm like, then be creative. You know, like Sometimes it helps <laughs> to just go and like, um, out and out in nature, like I get a lot of creativity from uh, museums. I think museums are a wow. phenomenal place to. Um, it's such a hub of like creative energy in museums of like paintings, art, anything you can right. look at that inspires you is like is great. Yeah, totally. Well, you need to come to DC then. I <laughs> know. I know. Nate's been trying to tell me. Like He's like, you got to come. And we were so close like two years ago where I was in New York and he was in DC and we were like, oh, let's just meet right. up. And then I got sick in New York and he had to leave early to back to LA. So it wow. was, it was just a, a mess, but I'll definitely want to come because I really, really want to see the city because I've heard so much about it from Nate and Noble. Oh, your mind will be blown. If you, if you love museums, <laughs> this yeah. is this yes, is the place. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure my mind will be blown. Like I'm so I'm really excited to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, this that that's that's awesome. I I do, um, you know. S- similarly, I, I I get a lot of inspiration from from visuals and uh, and, and images, and that's you know that's that's a, a, a great place to get inspired from. Um, but uh, I want to also dig deep deeper into um, some of what you do uh, now. I guess to to keep your your business running because this is uh, our music business podcast, so we want to. Um, help folks out there who are trying to understand how to structure what they do and and organize it and also just you know grow what what you're working on so how how do you structure your your composing business well I think it's always good just with like in any business to have work lined up you know if there is a okay. if there's yes. a oh. month where you don't have a film still make right. a project you know create and um, and try to get that product product launched, you know, in whatever way possible. Release things. Be, be I think be present in 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 the zeitgeist. Like be part of it. 
and then just be disciplined in like how you structure, like, um, you, you structure your, your, your business basically out, be organized, be reliable. I think that's like one of the biggest things because mm-hmm. you do work with a team. You work, you never work alone. So I think being reliable and not leaving people hanging, like always be there mm-hmm. and always like work hard and work over, like work to the next thing is really important. I have a friend who is a re- a very, 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 very good writer. He writes for television and, and film. And mm-hmm. um, he says too, like he keeps a point system every month. Like what do mm. I want to accomplish in the month? Like how much have I written? Like if I don't write for TV and film for this month, like what do I do and how do I structure my uh, writing practices? So I think that that's like a good thing to con- kind of always be disciplined about your work. So yeah, talk, talk a little bit about, I mean, I, I, I know you probably talked to him about it and how he structures it, but what uh, conceptually, so he... There's a point point system where uh, if he, if he if he writes that month if he writes five songs that month uh, he makes so many points. Or- yes, sort sort of like that. I think the way I structure my things like I have my monthly to do list, and I'm basically okay. saying like, okay, this is what what do I want at the. I'm also like I I also like to go with like um, I was just talking with a composing partner of mine uh, who I I'm I'm working with a lot my friend Mesa and and we were speaking and we were talking about the moon phases funnily enough. And, and uh, she was telling me in, in uh, when the new moon starts, she makes them, she uh, uh, puts her ideas together and uh, she initiates the phase of uh, what she wants to do by the time the full moon hits. So this is a great way of even going with, you know, nature (laughs) and to start like, start with the moon phases, go along the phases. There you go. And uh, make a list of what you want to achieve for this month and like how you want to get there. And then look back after three months of like, what have you done the last three months? And do you need to work harder at it? Or have you done, are you, um, are you staying on it? Or are you easily distracted by things, other things that are going on in your life? I think that's a good way to structure it. And then also, um, I think a, a big thing is also cultivating cultivating friendships like whether artist artist or artist to um to um to project you know it's it's that kind of um you start forming threads and connections with people so um when projects come along they know oh i'm gonna loop in this person oh i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to this person now or um i haven't talked to this director in a long time and i know he's doing great projects like let me um let me find the time to meet with him and, and speak about this. Right. And, um, and I think that there is no harm in like reaching out and saying you're interested in being part of something. It's, you don't You don't always have to wait for people to reach out to you. I think that's a waste of time. Right, right. Like if you want to be part of something, be, be passionate and say like, that's really interesting. Like how can I uh, offer my services? And mm. I think that that's, um, I think everybody would be thankful for that. I th- I'm always thankful if a musician comes to me and says like, hey, this project sounded really great. Like, I would love to be part of it. You know, let's work together. I, I, I think, do X. I think yeah, that's a really work, yeah. important part of the thing because at the end of the day, it's all teamwork. Everything. Right, right. Wow, that's that's interesting because I, I, I know you didn't, um, you didn't hear me up front. I actually gave our music tip for today, which was uh, to collaborate. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, you're, this is synchronicity. You're right on on cue on uh, on oh, amazing. That, you know, 
<laughs> oh, lovely. Yes, yes. Oh, I love collaborating. Also collaborating with other composers. Oh my God, it's like the most beautiful thing because you always learn and you learn about yeah. people's philosophy, uh, like about people's philosophies. And I think that's one of the most interesting things in working in the business is like, what is their right. approach to why they do what they do? And I think that even with musicians, like they come in and you, you bring in like 10 musicians, everybody will tell the story differently if you would let them. So it's like really interesting to get everyone's point, like their idea, their energy. And I think that's hmm. the fun part of like this job. It's like, it's so yeah. present in, in so many ways. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and I gave the African uh, proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it makes a whole lot of sense. It, it, the music, and, and with film, you definitely have to go together because there's so many people I involved. think everything. I feel like that there is no, not really a job in this world that can make you do things alone. Like if you have a restaurant, right, you rely right. on your team. You rely on your on your waiters and your bookkeepers and your managers and the, the person that cleans up, you know, like everything is like you're, 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 you're one big, huge, um, huge, uh, company all the time. So I think that, yeah. um, which is also the beauty of it because you're never alone. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful experience. I want to, I want to drill, um, sort of granular, granularly into um, when you first came to L.A. Um, and so, we're, so, it's, so we, we, we know that it's awesome to create and collab and, and, the, and the contact folk, reach out to folk. But there was a point where you didn't know anybody. Oh, no. I did not know anybody. That's why I lived close. I still live close to the airport because I was like, Wait, when I land, like, I want to be wow. close to the airport in case I have to leave again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Actually, uh, Nate, yeah, well, forward thinking. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Nate was my family here. Like, we've met each other and we loved, loved working together and just never stopped. And we were reminiscing, right. like, the other day. It's like, oh, wow. Like, we've literally, we talk. We're in the studio, like, three to four times a week. We talk every uh -huh. second day. It's um, and and yeah, we joke about this, but uh, but it is. <laughs> but it yeah, is, walk us through that. Walk us through how you, you you're now. You know, you. I don't know how many films you wrote for. I, I looked at your IMDb and it's like maxed out. Um, but it's like uh, it, it's is you know you you've you've done a whole lot since coming to LA and. It's from from that beginning part because I because I talked with Nate about this when he went out there and it was just like you know just hitting the pavement just green. How how did you get to to this point? Well, LA uh, that, is, that first is, part is first of all like a big small city. I think like it's very very big okay. and daunting when you first start in it because it has all these like uh, really good looking carrots that are dangled in front of you. Um, right. and equally people who speak very well, but might not follow through. So it's like, it's a, it's, um, mm -hmm. I think it's a, a hard to, to find and cultivate those friendships that, that I spoke about because it's, first of all, it's so spaced out. And then a lot of people mm -hmm. come already equipped with those things. It's like they come to LA because they know they have family, they have right. friendships through university, they have friendships through their families. Uh, work. 
Um, there's, o- yeah. there's, there's a, there's a lot of, um, uh, like I had a hard time finding friends. Like I had a hard time finding, mm. um, finding my people. And, um, I think it's just, it's just the, the vastness of the, of the, of the space at first. And then you realize when you find mm-hmm. one person that you're like, Oh, I can really, I can really see this happening. Like I, it's not only a friend, but a collaborator and so on and so forth. And then you start getting introduced to their circle and then you find more people. And it's like, it starts this ripple effect after a while, but it takes, it takes, I think it takes a long time to, I mean, maybe some people are better at it than others Mm -hmm. or some people have maybe more luck. I don't know how, how, how that works, but it took me quite a while to kind of find my footing and find the, the the people also because I think with me it's a little bit different because I come from a very very different culture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Our mentality is different, you know. The, the people think differently, so it's not um, not always easy. I think to right. to find your rhythm right away. Um, but when you do, it's so there great. Are a bunch of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, also you, think that LA is a wonderful city. I think it's. LA is, it's like, you know, it, it is what you make of it, just like with most right, cities. Right. Um, and I think that there's many, many different circles that you can find yourself in. It's just about finding yours. Um, it functions yep. very differently to New York, which is also a fantastic city, but it's, it just has uh-huh. a different rhythm. And it, it um, I think you just find, you, yeah, it's just like, it took me a minute to get that heartbeat and, and find my way, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you you hit it. It was just because uh, there's a lot of people sort of in a similar situation, just starting out and just trying to figure their way, and and, and they come to a, a new city that they have no connections with. And I think you you touched on really the key part of it is um, just just keep reaching out, and those people that you know you you find that you can rely on, you make your friends, and then your network starts to grow, and and that's that's sort of how it happens. I think it's like you can yeah. like you can compare it a little bit to your like first day in school as like, you don't know anyone yeah, you're, um, <laughs> you're trying to like learn and, and, and yeah. go somewhere and try to like, you know, see who, who you can be friends with through all the years and in, in leading up to college. So right. I think that it's, it's a very similar process. It's just school all over again. <laughs> that, that's, that's a great analogy. That is a great analogy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, well, uh, there's there's a couple of things I want you to touch on before we we wrap. And one is, um, uh, what was your your most challenging experience Ooh. so far in your career? Uh, I'm always challenged every time I get a new project. I'm like, Whoa. okay. But I right. think challenges in in the sense of I think a big big challenge is like the um, for me was finding the friends and and getting the, the mm-hmm. rhythm of the the, okay. the business I think that's a challenge because it's just um, at the end of the day you want to enjoy your work and you want to enjoy your life yes and otherwise you yes. could be doing anything else you know like I think that's a yeah. a real thing of finding your people finding your person finding your persons okay um, that's you. a big challenge and then the next challenge is sort of uh, I think getting um, your your grid structured 
I think it's like, um, I remember going to universities to like listen to uh, people perform, like conservatories, listening to people perform. If I'd like a player, right. I would approach them after. Um, I rely on players that I already know that have worked with me for a long time of like who mm -hmm. to reach out to in terms of, because I'm not, I'm not a huge orchestra um uh orchestra recording composer i like okay. ensembles i like the more intimate Small, stuff i like yeah. I, i love working with 10 to 20 people in the room um gotcha. or even less i love working one-on-one -on -one with soloists i love working with mm. i just recorded some stuff where it was like just a quartet and um and i think that that um that's i i just like that way of working because it keeps me close Chamber to the musician. That's your thing. Yeah. It keeps me <laughs> yeah. intimate and in like, like with the relationships, I know who to call for what, but other people work very right, differently right. and it's right as well. So there's like no right and wrong. It's just finding that, um, what makes you, what makes your sound, I guess, what gives you the right sound. Because I'm not yes. sure if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Oh, it makes but complete it's like sense. I, yeah. I, it actually came out of a necessity because I didn't have the money to play big orchestras to, to record for my stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the, the films that could pay that budget. And, um, and uh, so I was like, oh, but it's still possible to get, you know, because I always prefer working with live musicians over doing computer work. I'm totally against that right. because it just, it's no fun for me. So I'd rather right, have right. literally I'll 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 take one violinist, I'll stand on a piano and take another cellist and then we'll score the whole film that way. You know, mm. better than like doing a huge trying to emulate a huge orchestra in a in a um I mean, if you do that with James Bond it might not be like what you want, but like right, oh, right, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it yeah. like it works very well in the kind of with the kind of films that I work with. And then I started uh -huh. from that from that smaller uh, setup. I was like, "Huh, it does give you a different sound, and it does give you like an intimacy um, yes, of, yes, uh, with the score." And then I just started expanding on that. And like, even if I had the budget to do a big orchestra, I would always say, "Like, I'd rather do it in a smaller ensemble setup. Let's let me just put together twelve to fifteen players, and let's do it that way." Mm -hmm. And I really love that. I I still work like that. So, um, yeah. Great. Yeah. So, but that was a challenge at first to kind of, just kind of figure out what do I want? What do I want from this? Like, what is it that mm -hmm. I want to hear? And it's not, I never think about what puts me apart from other composers. I never really think about that. I just want to make like the best score to like the film. But I do exactly. think about like, yeah. what do I want? To hear like if I'd if I'd be like an audience like what would I want to hear from that also if I would put in put out a soundtrack album like how would that story go if you don't know the film like what would that sound yeah. be like and sometimes it's bigger and sometimes it's smaller yeah well I mean you know that I, I think you, you're hitting it on the head it's uh it's really uh serving the director's vision is is what you you first pointed out and you know, some of the, the films that you worked with, it, it totally meshed and it worked. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm sorry to interrupt outside. you, but it's such a cool, rewarding process too, because 
I've, I've right. been very spoiled. I've worked with really, really amazing directors so far that have all been like just a joy to work with. Um, but wow. it is really rewarding when it's like a director that you work with for the first time. And then after a while, he understands he can trust you. So mm-hmm. I, I had this beautiful um, experience where a director was just saying like, um, where I was sending him like, two versions for the scene and he was basically like you pick because like you get it right so whatever you want (laughs) and i was like yep that's that's fun you know where they can like trust you with your um with your thoughts on it so that's really cool yeah and and that's um and actually i I teach a a whole a class on this uh at at the university and that's what we talk about is that that there's a relationship between uh, the composer and the director. If you go to any you know major films uh, and any directors who have a long-standing career, they usually like to use one composer because they know the relationship that they have. Yeah, I think it's so, like it's that it's that winning team kind of kind of yes. um, method where if you found your team, everybody is reluctant to change that because it works. Yep. And I think that you know. It, in, in, in any kind of business, you have deadlines and you want to make sure that those deadlines are met, especially because if, if it's not, then so many other people are affected by if someone exactly. is not reliable. So I think yep. that that's, um, it's, a, it's a big, yeah, it's a big thing. Also, because you said um, composer-director relationships, I also think that composer-producer relationships are really good too. Um, yes, I think yes. that all all of the all of the film relationships are good because it's like oh yeah um, yeah yeah but you know the the creative process um, you really got to find simpatico with that the person who especially if, from the director's point of view trying to find someone who really wants who really can can bring out their uh, their vision sonically so yeah yeah absolutely because I mean it is. I think it's a it's a relationship with various people in the film because with the director yeah. you discuss the creative vision part with the producer you discuss the budget part. So I think yeah, that exactly. um, I think <laughs> neither of us should be involved in the other. So I <laughs> I think that you should do, be very very careful of of very much making a difference between a really good distinction between between what you're talking about with a director and what you're talking about with a producer. Because you always want to give the director the feeling that what you're doing is limitless. It's like there's no, mm-hmm. he should not be concerned about budget and how it right. would limit the quality of the product you're giving him. If a director like has so, and it, and it doesn't matter how much the budget is, if you, that's another thing. If you as a composer sign on to do something, whether that's a huge budget or a smaller budget, you still mm-hmm. got to treat your stuff like the Titanic. Like you are like right, these right. people are giving their story, everything they work for, for years and years into your hands for music. Like you better treat it like it's the Titanic. And I think that yeah. makes it also bigger for yourself. It's like you're, you have so much value then in it. You're like, Oh, this is, this is it. This is my project because you know, it's, it's so big, you know, it's so great. And yeah, I think that, yeah. um, that's a, it's, it's a, it's always view what you do is like a, to a great value and it gives mm-hmm. value to the project. There you go. Wow. I mean, that, those are some golden nuggets for those of you all who are out there trying to write, do, do film scores and trying to write for, you know, through any other media projects. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah. 
I'm definitely going to have my students listen to this podcast so they can understand that perspective. Uh, but but definitely, um, we did talk about our, your challenging experiences. What was what is or one just either one or two of your most rewarding experiences Ooh. as a film composer? Well, well, the obvious one is like when you see the movie in the theater, and like um, I just yes. did this really really amazing, wonderful period piece short film. And we were sitting uh, in the theater listening to it at the um, director's agency. And uh-huh. it was mixed in 7.1. And I was working mm. with a, a, a Canadian team and the director in, in, in getting the mix, uh, the sound mix right. And mm-hmm. um, it was amazing to hear it then in the theater on 7.1, what they did with it, which was so amazing and so fun uh, to hear that. Uh, so that was super rewarding. I think that there's so many little rewards along the way. Um, right, it's right. like every time like you finish a piece, I think every time you start putting a piece on paper and then you go and record it with the musicians, it's like, it's like, that's where God is for me. You know, like, it's like you hear, <laughs> you hear something come to life and, and, right, and right. these wonderful people are giving their talents to do that. So I think that is so rewarding every time. And then I, I so, love just the process of it. I love going to the studios. I love meeting my friends. And mm-hmm, I love, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, even, even the hard parts and the more complex parts in, in getting to that stage. I think, I think it's always like the first couple pieces in a score are always the most difficult ones because everybody is trying mm-hmm. to find the sound of it. And everybody is trying right, to find right, like, right. oh, this is it. This works. Like, this is it. You know, but once you have the this is it, then it becomes like a really well-oiled machine. And right, yeah. um, you can see how people get excited and like it becomes, um, yeah, it becomes so smooth. And I think that's wow. a super nice, like rewarding thing. And then and then another great thing is when the soundtrack actually comes out on, on a CD, you know, it's like, on a oh, CD, yeah. this is so cool. You know, like I, I love... Uh, <laughs> I go back to to sometimes listen to my stuff and also to critique it most of the time. Right, right. <laughs> I'd be like, part. oh, I would have done this differently. <laughs> I would have made this differently, yeah, yeah. you know. But uh, totally. but it totally. totally it's it's all a learning thing. Like you learn and you do and like you try to get better and and um and there's so many great things that you learn along the way. I'm working on two films with a composing partner right now, and okay. it's so fun working with her. And and also her producer, so it's it's such a it's a, such a cool thing of like how people approach their music, and I think it's like, yeah, it's I am also a person that gets easily excited about everything, so. Well, th- th- well, you enjoy what you do, which is a beautiful thing, and that 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 uh, you know flows over into other people's experience, and that's again why you get more work. <laughs> so people love working with you. So. But just because uh, we're we're actually getting close to our time here, I want you to um, tell let let the audience know what are uh, you working on currently, and what should they be looking out for for what you're doing. Cool. Yes. So um, I've just uh, me and my friend Mesa, who um, we're sort of a composing duo for. Like we've we've been working on like three films together, or like basically two films. One uh, soundtrack release in December. And one we're finishing up right now, which is a film that okay. plays in, in the 1920s, um, which is so great because we're, we are um, recording also 
we basically formed a band in the middle of recording this. So this is, this okay. is fun. Uh, and then uh, we're starting on a new project, uh, which is sort of a drama uh, comedy. So like a dramedy, I guess, um, okay. in March. And then we have another project after that. And then uh, I'm also working on some classical projects. And then I have uh, three short films I'm doing. Uh, which I really love. Wow. Uh, short films are great because it gives you such a good time frame to, um, it gives you the story of a feature and you can treat it like mm-hmm. a feature, but it's all much faster. So I think it's a, it's a right, great right. thing for learning and really perfecting your art in a way, if there's such a yeah, thing. But, um, but I think that's, uh, that's fun. And then I'm putting out a soundtrack in April well, April is the single and then May is the soundtrack for a film that I composed um, last year with a different composing partner of mine over in New York. And it's the soundtrack is purely solo piano and, um, and it's coming out. Yeah. It's coming out in May. Um, So, yeah. So they can find all of these projects on your site or. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, um, well, Indigo Valley, which is the soundtrack I, I wrote with uh, Mesa Pullman. That one is on, okay. uh, you can find that wherever music is sold. That's called Indigo Valley. And then okay. um, uh, I, the soundtrack for Hurt by Paradise is going to come out in May. And then uh, I have, I scored a documentary last year as well okay. uh, for a dancer um, at the Canadian National Ballet. And right, right. Uh, that one's coming out in the summer. So that's called Beyond Moving. And okay. um, and then I have a classical album I'm working on and an EDM album, which is, uh, uh, or an EP, I'd rather say, because it's seven songs. You stay busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a, yeah, it's, there's so many things. And, and um, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll put some uh, links, links in the show notes to all these things. And, uh, and I think if you go to her your IMDb page, uh, there are some things listed uh, that you all can pay attention to because it's it's upcoming. So, um, but yeah, awesome. Well, this this has been wonderful. I mean, at the time it, we know the time flies by when when we start getting into it. Except <laughs> when you're flying. I feel like when you're actually flying on a plane, it's like yes. so slow. Yeah, time doesn't fly yeah, it's, anymore it's, it's, it's great but uh, we, I, I thank you for, for joining us on this, this podcast I, of course I have a whole bunch of other questions that I never get to ask but uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll bring you back when you have the next projects and, and get oh thank you so, so much me yeah, yeah, yeah thank you so much this has, has been so lovely and it's such, it was so fun meeting you and speaking to you and I'm, I'm very grateful for Nate for um, connecting us as well so thanks Nate awesome <laughs> thanks Nate <laughs> great great well we'll t- see you all on the next podcast next week and yes Kenya will be back with us so thank you all again for listening thank you <laughs> <All right>. thank <laughs> you <laughs> take care bye you too bye thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode you would like to join our new artist development program the 3mb club please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review 
Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. 